Welcome to another exciting message from Journey Church, meeting weekly in Northwest Calgary. At Journey Church, we're encountering God and embracing people. Okay, so we are mid-November, and in November, you're kind of gearing up for Christmas, right? You're kind of thinking about all the things you have to do at Christmas, and if you're anything like me and my wife, this can be a very stressful time. Can I get a, a hand of showing here? Yes, you agree with me? You, I see those hands. We're praying for you all day long here. I'm so, a high maintenance person. At this point in time, Dave begins to think about what gift he's going to buy me yeah. that will not cause tears on Christmas afternoon. Sure thing. And so Jess thought it would be a great idea. You know, Jess does, does our, a lot of our teaching around here. She would be a, considered our teaching pastor and, and provide some of the vision of where we're going together as a church and, and putting our series together. And so she said, that, you know, this week, you know, as I'm thinking and been praying about what we need to talk about. I really believe we need to talk about stress. So uh, here's a great idea, Dave, and uh, I got some thoughts on this, and, and so can you build us a mountain? Right. Okay, you know, so for, now, now those of you that a came mountain, in this she morning. Says, build us a mountain. And I said, yeah, sure, I can do that. Now, let me just say again that this is a series on stress. Stress. So she said, can you build us a mountain? And guess what? Let's team teach. So, just, you know, if you've ever been up here team teaching with this lady, you know that's stressful in itself. <laughs> and to build a mountain. Metaphors. This so, is metaphors right so anyway, here. So had, I had a really great idea on paper of what we were going to do. We we're going to use two by fours. We we're going to create. It was going to be really modern looking. And then I, I called Dave a good called friend of mine. good friend. Good call. Good, I'm going to ask Kevin. Would you stand, Kevin? Kevin Gertzen. Just stand right there. I, I want to give all the credit to Kevin. <laughs> No, 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 listen, we, I had a great idea, and Kevin and I and then designed this incredible mountain, uh, and we call it the Gertson de Sabatino mountain range. Okay. So that's what that is, okay? That's, just use your imagination with us so, today. So now, the, the way that we've um, sort of placed this in your heart is you, those of you that are into modern art today, we created this mountain range for you. Because we didn't want you to think that we are not into modern art. Clearly, we are. Yes, yes, we are. Don't touch it. It's a masterpiece going somewhere awesome soon. <laughs> well, we do, we do want to talk about stress. And, um, you know, all of, the, all of the studies that have been done in the last little bit tells us that while our lives are getting more convenient, they are becoming more and more stressful. In fact... More than half of Canadians, and this doesn't in, even, this is all of Canada, not just Alberta, I think we could all say that probably uh, it's no surprise to any of us that, five, that most of us feel more stressed out today than we did five years ago. And you know, in some ways that's sort of uh, upside down because you think about, I, I think about talking to my kids about like, I was alive when the microwave 
was brought into the mainstream, right? And you think that it would make sense, that, and they think that that means that I was born in the 1800s, but anyways, uh, you would think that with all of our modern conveniences, that we would get less stress, that there would be less uh, things for us to be worried about when in fact this is not true. According to a study uh, that was done just a few years ago, here are the top four things that people are stressed out about, and I would think that as I say these four things, most of us will be able to relate to them. The first thing people are stressed out about is their time. It feels like our world is going faster and faster. And I feel like, you know, as we preach this series, uh, I am very aware that we are not, we're sharing with you. <laughs> we're not preaching at you. We're sharing with you because I, I think this is something we all have to deal with. And so the idea, most people say, I don't feel like I have enough time. I, I wish that a day would be 36 hours instead of 24 or that I could um, try not to sleep. Do you remember? I try, I, I'm going to tell you this. I tried this for a season. I thought that I could do this weird, like, if you don't Google it, it's a waste of time. It doesn't work. I'm going to tell you this. But apparently, you can sleep at 20-minute intervals and then, like, only sleep for three hours a, a, a night. And when I was in school and doing a lot of jobs, I tried, it doesn't work. Dave didn't like it. It was terrible because my alarm would go off and I wouldn't wake up <laughs> after the 20 minutes. So then he had to, yeah. Okay. So anyways, time is a problem. <laughs> uh, the second thing we're stressed out about is money. And um, that, that, so I know that some of you, well, those people aren't Christians who did that because Christians don't worry about money. We live on air <laughs> and Jesus. <laughs> and, um. Money is something we're stressed out about. Uh, work is the third thing we're stressed out. I, I think as Albertans, we can relate to that right now. We don't know if we're coming or going or pipelines are being built or everybody's moving away. Somebody told me today, we might, or last week, that we might become the Detroit of Canada. I'm, we're not believing that in Jesus' name. But I am saying that work has become stressful. Many of you have gone through uh, round after round after round of layoffs, and this is a very real thing. And then finally, relationships continue. Uh, unfortunately, there's no microwave for relationships, right? Uh, relationships are the same as they've been since the dawn of time, difficult and hard work. And so all these things combined um, make for mountains in mm -hmm. our lives. Yep. So we've asked some mountaineers to help us out here in our incredible mountain. And what they're going to do is, is, <laughs> is trying to get through this jungle. But what we're going to help you to see, to visualize, and please, we're joking. We're having a bit of fun today. But this is no, no joke. The stress that we feel, the pressure we feel, when we think of our time, there's just not enough time in a day to get everything accomplished that we need. There's not enough. I, I, can't, I don't understand my career, my workplace, what, what that's, what's going on there. And, and so that's stressful. And so we want to put that up on the wall here, on our mountain here, that it's overwhelming at time. We think about relationships. You think about your relationships with your spouse or your, your friends, your colleagues. You think about those that you're in. Uh, it just is hard. It's it, difficult. And, and I think for a lot of us, the stress actually feels like we're mountain climbing. Yeah. And for those of you that are like, you, you actually enjoy mountain climbing. Matt, I see you. Uh, the mountain, the worst kind of mountain. For some of us, it feels like a mountain that we, we can't get enough oxygen on. It feels like we're perpetually having to climb these mountains. And, and I think a lot of us ask the question, God, where are you in yeah. the middle of this? Because I'm exhausted. Yeah, you know, as we were thinking about this, and it's an incredible 
space that we have this church because in my office I look out and I see the incredible mountain range. It's a beautiful scene on a, on a clear day. And I thought of, okay, Lord, the stressors that we walk with, like maybe I figured out the career stressor. Or maybe I figured out, you know, money. Money's not an issue for me. And so I'm doing great financially, and, and I seem to be really hitting the, the peak of that mountain. But when I look at it, the other parts of my life, it's a mess. There's some trauma that I'm dealing with that I haven't really addressed. Maybe there's some disappointment in relationships that I'm, I have faced and I haven't come to terms with. So my, my success is limited. And I'm feeling a blockage or a difficulty in a weight that's just too much to bear. And the truth is, if we're climbing mountains, we're unable, like, like okay, so for instance, we're all Albertans here. Like, if, you, if I'm climbing a mountain, this is all I'm thinking about, okay? So I know I look like the epitome of someone who climbs a lot of mountains. I am not. But even if I am just walking, basically, I'm trying to, like, get through that. This is the problem for a lot of us in our spiritual lives because we have so many stressors in our lives. It feels like we can do nothing else but try to grapple with the stressors we're dealing with. And, and the truth is none of us ever got up in the morning and went, what I really want in my life is a very stressful life. I want to have like a mountaineer kind of a life where I'm like always thinking about stress. Most of us, I think, uh, think more about our lives like a beach scene. We're hoping that our life sort of looks like I think we got a picture of this on here, like a nice, like we're on vacation at all times. And um, a great theologian uh, said it this way. He said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And that's the great theologian Mike Tyson that said that. And um, I, 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 think, I think this is really true for a lot of us, right? Like, we have a plan to live without stress. And a lot of us, I, I know this about myself, I'm a great armchair um, quarterback. So by that, I mean this. I can tell you when you're stressed what to do, and some of you are very good at that. But when it comes to my own stress, leave me alone because I'm climbing my own mountain today. Yeah. And, and Let me just stop you there. Like, I think as Jess and I were kind of walking through this this week, like I just said to her, I don't know if I can teach this. I mean, there's stress in my life that is overwhelming at times. How can I teach this? And, and we know what the Word says. We know what God is telling us and teaching us. But how many times do we actually follow through and walk through that? And we're not teaching this today because we've got it all figured out. Hallelujah. Look at us. We are the perfect couple. She's wearing a green, green jacket, and I'm wearing weird pants. <laughs> we don't have it figured out, folks. We know where the Word teaches us, and here we're just to remind you of what the Word is teaching you okay. and teaching us together. So we want to look at a scripture over these next couple of, couple of uh, weeks found in Luke chapter 24. Uh, this uh, particular chapter of Luke is what's referred to as an end times. Jesus is teaching and he's talking about the end times. And, and I actually would encourage you to read the whole chapter this week. It's... Um, I think apropos to the days we're living in, we believe that Jesus is coming back, and I believe he's coming back soon. But it's interesting that in the middle of this chapter, Jesus uh, speaks to the scripture. This is going to be our theme verse for the next couple of weeks. He says this, be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down. It's interesting that he doesn't tell you, be on guard uh, for evil people, be on guard for sin. He says, be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down. 
speaking right to the stress of our day so that they're not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of life and that that day does not catch you unexpectedly. I think this is true, this scripture, that oftentimes stress catches us unexpectedly. And Jesus already tells us at the beginning, don't be on your guard. Don't be, you have to be aware. Dissipation, this word dissipation is, um, is an idea that we are not taken out by things all in one punch. It's often little by little things peck away at us and all of a sudden we look down and all of a sudden we're threadbare. And I think a lot of us can relate to that little by little. And Jesus said, you got to be on your guard for that. You got to be on your guard for dissipation and drunkenness. And, and while drunkenness literally means being drunk, like I think we could all agree uh, being drunk is never going to help us. But it also uh, speaks to metaphorically the idea that many of us become drunk, and I think especially in this, in this society, on all kinds of things. So drunkenness is just when we become overwhelmed by one or two things. Some of us become drunk uh, on power or money, prestige. Some of us become drunk on, on like simple things like food. This is like a thing that we only do this. <laughs> they tell me. That's Dave's dream come true. That <laughs> uh, we can become drunk on, um, we can become drunk on um, all kinds of things. And so Jesus talks about this and then the worries of this life. And, and I think this scripture, it's interesting that it's, it's couched right in the last, in the end times prophecy. I mean, I grew up in the 80s where I heard lots of teaching on end times and people drawing diagrams about Magog and Gog and they had, but, but it's interesting that in the middle of this end times teaching, what Jesus really talks to us and tells us to be on our guard about is our level of stress. And it wouldn't come and catch any of us off guard. And I think this is really important. So I guess the question that we need to ask, the first thing we need to ask is, why does the Bible warn us about our levels of stress? Like, why is there this warning in the scripture about our stress? Why does God care? Like why, why is he mentioning this? After all, isn't stress just a normal part of life? I mean, we all have stress. There's, it, it, it's kind of part of our lives, isn't it? Well, stress, stress is, let's just admit it, it's natural. It's a, it's a physical response that can trigger our fight or flight response. Stress can increase our awareness in difficult or dangerous situations, right? Uh, allowing us to, to act quickly in a moment if there's something to, to happen. Stress actually is a good thing. It's, it's a good thing to kind of keep you alive. Actually, research shows us that some stress is actually good for you. It's called eustress. And it has some positive effects and like motivation, kind of getting you moving. Focused energy. You know, I mean, some people in the room, you know, your teenagers need a little bit of good stress in their lives, right? Let's get going, kids. Come on. Yeah, those toilets are not going to clean themselves. No, well, let's get it going, right? So this is good stress. There's an excitement. It improves performance in, in the short time. And we just put physical strain on our, our muscles to make them work. That's good stress. But what we're talking about here today is this, this bad stress. It's, it's distress. It has negative characteristics. And so when you're exposed to longer periods of this kind of stress without really taking any measures to adjust or correct it, you'll face all kinds of 
health issues and all sorts of problems. You'll face anxiety, depression, decreased performance. It can be a long-term thing and can lead to all sorts of mental and physical problems. Your body is only meant to handle stress in small bursts. You can't take it for a long period of time. And so chronic stress added up can lead to some very serious problems. Doctors warn us about this, and so does God in his word today. And so why does God care? Why does God care about the stress that we're facing? I think it's because there's this cycle that we, we go through in stress, of, of unhealthy stress. And we just want to unpack some of these things today. And the first thing that we see in this unhealthy stress cycle is that we become overburdened. You know, we, this happens so, so quickly in our lives, we become overburdened. It's, it's like you're carrying a backpack, and you add into that backpack, you know, time is just, it's weighing me down. And you add into that backpack another rock that is heavy, and it's the rock of trauma. And it's something that you can't change, it's happened to you, or it's something you're dealing with, and it gets heavier and heavier. And my work and the relationships are starting to weigh me down, and it's difficult, and it's hard for me, and it's a burden. Yeah, and then I, I think what happens is we get overburdened, and then we start to self-medicate. Yeah. And we all know about this, right? You, you don't have to be, uh, I think sometimes when we see self-medication, what we think about is like, oh, that, that's for people that deal with addictions, so that's not me. But the truth is, our society makes it very easy for all of us to self-medicate. And we all do so in different ways. If we're not aware of this, some of us self-medicate through Netflix. It's become your net or Disney Plus, which came out this week. Mm -hmm. yes. Um, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, and, and so what you do when you feel overburdened is you just numb out. You turn the TV on and you, you, be, like you become your thumb. You just go through 10,000 episodes of A Midsummer's Night Murder, which is a terrible show. I'm saying this for those of you that watch. No, it's not a... Well, it is a terrible show, yes. Anyways, uh, or we, or we self-medicate through food. Like, can we just talk real and honest about how we, why? Some of you self-medicate through, through um, exercise. So like you're in a bad spot, you're feeling overburdened, and then you go and run like 4,000 miles. And it's not, you, you, only you can know the difference between healthy and unhealthy. Like some of you are like, oh yeah, that's me. That's why I'm not going to the gym ever again. I wouldn't want to self-medicate. <laughs> I'm not talking about that because it's not actually about, listen, it's not actually about the medication. It's about the dependency. It's about the saying, I need this to stay uh, a lot, like to stay in equilibrium. Some of you self-medicate through sleep. So like, yes, I know we have a sleep epidemic and nobody's sleeping and but, th but then some of us are on the other side. We we're overburdened. We just go to bed at 5 o'clock and bye. See you tomorrow. So this, this unhealthy, we have this unhealthy self-medication. And you have to, listen, as Christians, we actually have to do practical work. You have to know yourself enough to know, how do I self-medicate? So I I'll be honest with you. I know how I self-medicate. I buy copious amounts of books. And when I'm feeling like super overwhelmed, I go into my room, I lock the door, and I can read like 10 books in a night. And, and I don't talk to anybody. When, when Dave and I were first married, this was a major problem because if I was feeling stressed, which, you know, if you got just married in the first couple of years, it's stressful. Sorry for anybody who's just getting married. It's going to be great. It's going to yes, be great. Hallelujah. 
just, you might be a little stressed. So I would read and read and read, and I'd know any, everything and everything about the world. I know that that's what I do, and I've had to address that. Now, your way of self-medicating might be different. Some of us have very dangerous ways of self-medicating, so we uh, tip into drugs or, uh, like, this is why we have a crystal meth issue, because people become so overburdened that they feel that they have to self-medicate. But I, I want us to see something. That the self-medication, we cannot be um, like, oh, I self-medicate in such a, a godly way. It, this stops us from judging each other. From saying, oh, well, like, you have a drug problem, so like, I'm better than you. No, you just self-medicate in a different way. And we all have to be aware of the ways that we self-medicate and then be willing to share those with people so we can help each other. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you say the word self-medicate, I think we always think of the hard things that people medicate, use to medicate. Yeah. But there are softer things. There are uh, more um, mysterious things that we use that we just, you wouldn't think that's a way of medicating, but it happens. Mm -hmm. And so to be aware of that and know where you're at so that you can actually address the issues. And I think one of the other things that we look at when we're looking at this unhealthy stress cycle, we become overburdened, we begin to self-medicate. The third thing is that we attempt to normalize the situation, right? We just we justify what it is we're going through. We justify the stress. We justify that, it, you know, this is just normal. This is the way it is. And let me give you an example. In, in my own life, you know, it was a little bit stressful for me when I hit 40. I'm, I'm 49 now. And for the last nine years, I've been struggling with my eyesight. Oh, no, there's nothing wrong with my eyes. You know, when I went to the optometrist, that's the guy who looks at your eyes, right? He would say to me, listen, good news. You are now qualified to get progressives. I'm like, that is not good news. That's old guy news. And so progressives, you know, if you know anything about glasses, that's, that's like I can see at all times. I don't want to wear glasses at all times. No, thank you. And so for the longest time, I was wishing that my arms would extend longer than they needed to be. Everything I looked at was about this distance at least. If I could extend my arms, that would really help me. But that wasn't the case. And so I went to the dock, said, you need glasses, put some glasses on. Wow, you are actually beautiful. I, did, I, couldn't, I couldn't see you for some time. Where are your glasses? Yeah, yeah I'm okay. I'm healed. <laughs> Just bigger font, way bigger font. And so I think we, you know, and then when you, when you're, the eyes, when you, you can visualize what's happening. Wow, you realize, I have just normalized some sort of stress in my life and just caused it to be, like, not a big deal. But now I can see clearly because I've actually dealt with that stress in my life. Right, because if we're not careful, then the last step of the cycle is we get stuck. And if you've ever been stuck before in your life, it's a terrible place to be. Like, it feels like you're not growing, you're not, it also feels like you can't connect with God. It feels like you're far away from everyone and everything. And it's predominantly because we haven't gotten real with the fact that we're trying to normalize all of our stress. We're trying to say, oh, well, that, well that's just the way that it is. In John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly and I think oftentimes what we do with that verse is we spiritualize it. Like we go, oh, well, Jesus came to give us life in heaven when we get there. But right now, it's just stressful. And I think we, we have to appropriate that verse to our lives now. John 10.10, 10, Jesus says that he wants to come and give you life 
and give it to you more abundantly now. And, and, and part of the way that we, uh, we push that away is when we normalize, we don't deal with the stress that we have in our lives. So the question becomes, um, how, do we, how do we guard ourselves? How do we get unstuck? I think this is the question for all of us, because I think at some level, uh, we're all dealing with stress. And I think, um, I, I, I do want to tell you that I was, this is, I feel like this is sort of like a recipe that I've been working, I felt like Martha Stewart all week. Not in the kitchen, mind you, but just with this. Because I, I think all week I was saying to the Lord, how, so how do we actually do that? Because it's one thing to say, like, praise the Lord, this is the circle of stress. We're stuck. We're stressed, yeah. What do we actually do about that then? How do we guard our hearts so that we don't get stuck? And I think uh, the first thing we have to do is submit every mountain to Jesus. Okay, so this idea that we have all of these mountains of stress in our lives, for some of you, it's disappointment that, ha that has become the stress. It's okay, you don't have to come put it back. Um, for some of you, it's been disappointment. For others of us, it's our physical health that's stressful. For, for some of us, it's trauma in our career. And, and the thing that we have to do, if we're going to, if we're actually going to deal with the stress and not get stuck, I, I think we actually have to confess the stress. From Genesis to Revelation, there is this idea that the spoken word actually, actually does something, that your words have power. The book of Proverbs tells us that the tongue has the power of life and death in it. And it's interesting that even to come to Jesus, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, that we have to confess with our mouth. Why? Isn't it good enough just to think it? Like, isn't it good enough to just go, like, God, you see my heart, like, inside? But if you look it up in your concordance this week, if you go on BibleGateway.com and look up the word confess, you'll see that a number of verses come up. And James, the book of James tells us that we're to confess our sin one to another so that we'll be healed. It doesn't say, hey, listen, come to the front of a church and you'll be healed. It says confess your sin one to another so that you'll be healed. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. That I, think, I think a lot of us spend a lot of time trying to cover up our stress. Oh, like, I'm not really stressed about that. Not really. It's like normal. I'm like, I'm good. You're good. We're good. We're all good. Instead, I think we have to say, God, I am really stressed about this, and I'm submitting it to you. I need you to help me. I need you to take this mountain and push it into the sea. Like, some of us have got to get real about what we're stressed about. Some of us are stressed about our marriages, and so we think, I hope it gets better, I hope it gets better, I hope it gets better. That's kind of what we do, like some weird hocus pocus. And, and God, I, I believe this morning, God would have us confess where we're stressed. So I was having a particularly stressful day on Wednesday. I'd had a day where, and many of you don't know this, I work a couple of jobs, and I, and I always have like... Um, numbers of appointments so I, I love to see you and then I have to see business people and I have to always think about like how am I going to God bless you no 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 we're talking to somebody in oil and gas right now I need to talk about I'll be praying for you or you know I, I so I had a particularly stressful day and I was ah uh, I, I had I had missed a few appointments it's just like one of those days where you think ah, I am not batting a hundred percent I'm not even batting 50 percent right now and I knew that we were, and I felt very stressed. I came home from work, and I just, I had a massive, you know one of those massive stress headaches that you know is caused, like it's, it's not because you have anything wrong with you, you're just stressed. 
I sat on the edge of my bed before I got into bed, and I thought, God, how can I even be preaching this series on stress when I feel so incredibly stressed? And I just felt like the Lord just spoke this to me, Jessica. You have to submit every mountain to me. Confess it with your mouth. You know, in that moment, I thought, that just seems cheesy. (laughs) I had already written the message, so like, this is the terrible thing. It just seems, and I felt the Holy Spirit say, you just need to confess it. You need to confess that stress. And so I just began to say, God, I'm really stressed about my schedule. I need you to help me. God, I'm really, and I went through all the things. Some of you are stressed right now, and that's exactly what you need to do. You need to say, God, uh, you need to confess it because there's power in that. You're giving it over to God. God, I'm giving you this. You're not just stressed about it, but you're submitting it. God, I'm submitting this to you. I need you to show up in my life. And I want to tell you that every time I do that, it's like I have a short-term memory loss sometimes. I just say, oh, yeah, I should have done this a long time ago. This is a good idea. The same is true for you, that if you begin to submit it to God, it will make a difference. So how do we get unstuck? Maybe we're really good at this first step, that we submit it, we say it, we, you know, we declare, okay, here's my stress. Good for you. That's the first step, but it doesn't stop there. How many of you know that you can say it until you, you know, go blue in the face, but nothing will change if you confess it and say it. There has to be more to it. And so we need to listen to God. We need to hear what he's saying to us. We have to get his direction on, God, what do I do with this mountain that I'm facing and I can't seem to overcome it? It is impossible. It's too big for me. And it's causing all kinds of harm in my life. Can't function. Well, the Bible says how to do this. And as, uh, as Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, talks about this, and we read in, in Jeremiah 33, verse 3, He's calling out to God, and he was a prophet in the day and, and, and saying the words of God to a nation that didn't understand, and so he's thrown into prison, in the middle of prison. Ever felt like alone, all by yourself, nobody understands, nobody hears you, and there you are, and here's Jeremiah in prison, and God says these words to him. He says, call to me, and I will answer you. And will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Come on. Like if there's ever a moment you need God to show up and he says, call to me and I will answer you. I'll, I'll let you know what's going on. Let's be reminded today that in the middle of your darkest moments, in the middle of your stress, when you're trying to climb this mountain, maybe it's the mountain of relationship and everything else seems fine, but you're stuck here. You can't seem to figure out from from all these other things that are happening in your life, but this one is really big. Let's call out to God. You don't have all the answers yourself. The word, the scripture brings to light, brings to revelation. It brings instruction. It shows you the roadmap. But how quickly we look to ourselves. I mean, this happens to all of us. This is not because we're more spiritual or you're more spiritual. Any one of us can figure it. The Bible says to, to us today, call to me. I will answer you. I will hear you. Yeah, and I think so we listen to the word. This is why you have to get in the word. 
because the Bible is our roadmap. It's going to show us what to do. And then I think we listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit. We've got to listen for that voice. Uh, we believe that the Holy Spirit is still a speaking God, that yeah. he's still alive. He still speaks to us. And then, um, then, we, then we listen to others too. That's why we need each other. That's why, I mean, I say this a thousand times, I feel yeah. like, in a month. Internet church is not enough because you can't have people speaking truth to you. That's why we need. That's why we have to get in close proximity to each other and go, "Hey, what what is the stress in your life? How how can I speak to that? How can I help you with that?" Actually, th this week this happened with one of our kids was was dealing with something that just seemed like a mountain too too high to climb, and said, "I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm stressed out." Oh, okay, yeah. Didn't we write something about this? Haven't we looked at the scriptures somehow here? Right. Well, what is the word of God saying to you? Let's remind you to, to look at God's word. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you? And, and how do we, how do you take the advice of those you know and trust that are following Jesus? And so we were able to navigate to some decision making. It was incredible to see how God can bring peace in the middle of the craziest storms of our lives when we listen to him. Yeah. And we get his direction. Yeah, and then, and then finally, so I think we submit it to God. We listen for his direction. Then we got to follow through and actually Absolutely. do what he says. Yeah. Some of us, were good at the first two, but then like the follow through, we, we forget about that part. So like if you got too much on your plate and the Holy Spirit's saying to you, hey, you need to let one of those things go, you actually got to let it go. Otherwise, you're going to keep being stressed, right? Uh, and so we have to be people of follow through. You know, most of Christianity is not difficult to understand. It's difficult to follow through on. <laughs> Which is why we need each other and is why we need reminders uh, of what it, what it means. I, I just think, listen, in a time of like great stress, particularly, uh, you know, as you read the news about Alberta, I think all of us feel, yeah, we're living in stressful times. God's people have got to learn to swim upstream so that people will say to us, right. hey, what's different about yeah. you? Like in the middle of all those 45 layers of layoffs, you've been able to stay steady. And we don't, we're not, um, you're not born knowing how to do these things. It takes practice. And the question is, okay, so if it's like fairly straightforward, why don't we all do it? How come like, how come we're not all like stress-free and singing, don't worry, be happy? Yeah, you're good. Anyway, you know. It's a good whistle. I, I think there's a couple reasons for it. And then, and then I think um, we're, we're going to practice this a little bit in our lives. I think the first reason is that uh, we like control. It's difficult because we like control. We actually want to control all the things that are stressing us out ourselves. And Philippians 4 says, don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your hearts, uh, let your requests be made known to God. It's interesting that this is a funny verse because I think we read it and go, well, I'm just not like that. I'm kind of a worrier. And the word of God tells us not to worry about anything. It means that we have to give up control, though. It means that we have to say, God, I'm going to let you take this. I'm going to let you mold me. I'm going to let you shape me. And those of us that uh, tend to live in the control quadrant of life, we, we actually have to get very good at this saying, God, I'm giving you control. God, I'm giving you control. God, I'm giving you control. Like every, some of us have to say it like every hour on the hour. I'm not going to worry about anything. The second reason I think it's hard is because it requires sacrifice. I think it requires sacrifice to say, God, I'm going to submit every stress to you. Do you know why? Because this doesn't allow us to have side dish Christianity. And some of us have lived our Christianity like it's just like a nice side dish so that I'll be a nice person. 
But this is why it doesn't work. This is why you think, I don't know that Christianity, some of you have thought this, I don't know that it really works. I want to tell you that Jesus never intended his life in you to be tertiary. Yeah. He never intended it to be like a secondary kind of thing. And, and deciding that we're going to submit everything to Jesus is going to require sacrifice. Right. I said to Dave this week as we were just bantering through this talk, I said, in some ways... If we're going to live uh, in the fullness of God, it's going to require that we kind of be fanatics for Jesus. And Dave said, you might not Whoa. want to say that word. People fanatics. will be like, is there another word you could use? Yes. Do I really want to be known as a fanatic? But the truth is, a fanatic is somebody who is totally sold out to a, right. to a way of being. I'm going to tell you this uh, with all the forcefulness I can. You, you will not have the peace that God promises until you sell out to the things of God, yeah. until you make Jesus Mom. Lord of your life, like yeah. in charge and, and the person who's guiding every day. It means that every day, every day, every hour, I have to say, God, I'm submitting this to you. Yeah. And does that require sacrifice? Yes. But Jesus told us about that. He said, if any of you wants to come after me, they're going to have to take up their cross and follow me. And somehow this, this points us to the upside-down kingdom of Jesus, that when we take up the cross of Jesus, that somehow our stress gets off of us. I, I don't understand that. Some of us are under tremendous stress and saying, God, I don't understand. I'm just stressed. It's because we actually haven't taken up the cross. We haven't decided that Jesus was going to be everything. Yeah. And some of us have been trying to, we've been limping around with half-cooked, half-baked Christianity half-baked relationship with God. I want to call you into the fullness. I want to call you prophetically, many of you, into the fullness of this relationship with him, that Jesus becomes everything to you because when he becomes everything to you, you get to walk in life. And finally, uh, I, I think it's difficult because it requires discipline. I mean, this is similar to the sacrifice. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. This word, Submit is like this ongoing, it's an ongoing, in the Greek, it's a, it's a word that it's not just like a one and done. Like a submit yourself to God and then everything will, it, it's an ongoing submission and this requires discipline. This requires us to say, God, yeah, all of me, all, all of you, every day, all the time. And when we do that, we give ourselves a chance to live a stress-free life. And I mean, I tell you this with great transparency that this week I'm battling stress. I'm saying, God, but I recognize when I'm battling stress, it, it's partly because I haven't lived in the discipline of God. Yeah. I've decided to let my own self try to figure out my own problems in my own strength. And so every day, I, I'm praying for all of us over this season, this season in particular, that God would help us to become people that submit ourselves to God. Submit ourselves to God. Resist the enemy. I, I believe that stress is a, is a, a trap from the enemy. Because when you get under stress, when you get overburdened like that and you start self-medicating, and you, you're, you can be no, uh, you're no good to anybody. You can't walk in the fullness of the gifts God's given you. You can't walk in the joy of the Lord. And so my desire for all of us is that we'd be able to say, God, help us to be disciplined so that we can walk in your fullness. That the stress, we call this series Stress Out. 
and partly because um, we believe that God wants us to help get the stress out so that joy can get in, so that this season can be the best Advent season any of us have had outside of circumstances, outside, but that joy that Jesus talked about, that joy that, that the Bible talks about, that we would actually be able to walk in that fullness of joy. And part of this is just about getting very real and very practical about where we are in our lives. I'm so thankful that, that this Jesus we follow is not like airy fairy just talking about like oh, things that we can't. He like talks about like real life things. Like he talks about the end times and then says in the end times, so what you got to guard your heart again is, is like major stress because otherwise it's going to come and trap you. And then he gives us practical ways to do that. So here's what we want to do. We want to just pray for you today. I'm going to ask you to just bow your heads. And in this moment, I just want you to reflect. Just reflect on where you're at in this timeline. Or this, these steps of stress and how do we get this out of our lives. Maybe you're just dealing with something that is so overwhelming and you haven't figured out how to let go of it, but you haven't confessed it. You know, it would be foolish for me to say, you know what, just to sit on this stool here this morning, say, I am so sick and tired of not being physically fit. Let's go have some pizza. And keep eating pizza. And do nothing about it. And so there's one thing to say, I confess it, great. But what am I hearing God say? What is God saying to me in regards to the stress I'm facing when it comes to my physical fitness? All right? plan together. Put a plan together. Begin to start moving on that. Act upon it. Do something and allow God to bring you freedom in that area of your life. So today, maybe you're, you're dealing with a, a conflict, a stress that is just it's too much. It's overburdening you. It's heavy. It's weighty. And you've been fighting this for years and maybe it's an addiction and you can't, now it has become part of who you are. And it's a normal part of this dysfunction that you're faced with and you're so tired of it. And you're so sick of it. God is here to say, confess it today. Begin to allow me to bring healing in this area. So Heavenly Father, we just, we come before you today. We recognize there are stressors in our lives. We need your help. I just want to pray for you today as your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. You're saying, Pastor Dave, would you pray for me? There are some things I can't seem to get victory over. Just raise your hand, put it back down. Is that anybody in this place today? I just want to know who I'm praying for today. How, how is this speaking to you today? So God, you see the hands, you see the hearts. You see every individual here that would say, Lord, we need you. We need you to relieve us of our stress. We need you to teach us how to listen to you. We need you to, to show us how to walk with you, how to submit those things and confess those things, and then to be fanatics about listening to you. Yes, fanatical about it. Just like we would be fanatical over a, a football game or a hockey game or our favorite sports team. God, we can get crazy happy about things. But Lord, when it comes to our own stress in life, we, we haven't put together a practice 
the steps of, of proceeding through the victory. And so today, you're teaching us, you're showing us, and Lord, as we're saying, God, help us with these stressful things in our lives. Help us to walk through these steps to receive the victory that you would give us. Maybe you're here today, your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed all around this place. You say, Pastor Dave, I, I really want Jesus to be a part of my life. I don't think I've even asked him into my life to walk with me, to show me what it's like to live a life more abundantly, to, to live a life where Jesus could actually help me. And I've heard about him. i heard stories about him. I'm seeing the example of people around me that seem to be walking with Jesus and making a difference, and I want that in my life, and I've never made that decision. Today is your day. I'm going to ask you very simply to, to lift up your hand in just a minute. I want to pray for you today because I believe God will come in. He'll speak to you. He'll change you. He'll put you on a path towards the victory that he has in store for you. If that's anybody in this room today, would you just lift your hand say, Pastor Dave, please pray for me. I want to know Jesus. Thank you. Thank you so much for that honesty today. All across this room, would everyone just stand to your feet today? Everybody just repeat this prayer after me, please. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus. I accept you, Lord Jesus, into my life. I ask you to forgive me now. I turn from my old ways. And I look towards you, Jesus. I ask you to help me, to teach me, and show me how to live my life for you. Please forgive me. I receive you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, can, let's give God praise all across this room today. God's doing something in people's lives. Don't ever feel like you're alone. If you made that decision today, before you leave, stop by. We've got out in our lobby, just across from the Connect Corner, you can grab a Bible. Someone wants to talk to you and help you and walk with you. If you need to talk to a pastor, please stop us. We'd love to chat with you. And if you're here today and saying, okay, I know Jesus, but man, it's been tough. It's been hard. Let's just walk with some of the things that he's provided for us. Let's stop being complainers. Stop being stressed out. And allow his word to challenge us and to change us today. Because God cares about you today. He wants the best for you. He doesn't want you to live in stress no, any longer. He wants you to live victorious. But it takes being aware of those things in your life to be, be able to say them, to be able to hear his voice, and to be able to walk in the freedom that he's given you. God bless you today. I pray a blessing over every individual in this place today. May you walk in his peace. May you walk in his comfort. May you walk in the victory that he's giving you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody said, amen and amen. Have an incredible day. We'll see you next Sunday. And be blessed and be a blessing in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to us today. For more information about who we are, head over to myjourney.church or look for us on your favorite social media outlet. 